Salutations, citizens of Macaque. If you can hear us right now at all, that is. You're listening to Radio Skyline, your place to keep pace with everything in town and beyond. Joining me from our own home is Myra. Hello, Myra. And wow, I thought things were bad before, but everything got a whole lot worse. And yet the worst is probably yet to come. I mean, we've got petty things and big things. What do we got? There's there's the pandemic, and some kind of giant hornet infestation, and Mount Krakatoa was erupting, and there's 20 men dead, and a fistfight at the border of China and India. And not only have there been riots going on, but there was some accordion band going up and down the streets, playing some kind of Zydeco thing between firework explosions. And the rioting has calmed down a lot, but the fireworks are every night, and the Zydeco guy is every day. Well, is the Zydeco guy any good, at least? I mean, is he good? The guy's amazing. Like, I love this guy. I get excited when I hear him coming. Like, he's the ice cream man or something? Man. Oh, right, and the cops left town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy new strategy. Well, you know, yeah, interesting is a word for it. It's like, are they leaving for our safety, or are they trying to... You know, prove. Well, you don't like your Brussels sprouts? Well, how about you try a dish without them? Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to miss all these vitamins, just like your parents said. I mean, people are already laid off because of the disease. So, you know, it's like the riots aren't disrupting work that much. And I, I guess they sort of are. But, but anything that gets burned down, well, the banks own everything. And it's all insured. So on top of that, the banks are getting free loans and everything. In fairness, I've got family friends in the police. And and the thing is, is like 90% of the calls are domestic disturbances. And otherwise, they're doing a lot of stuff that... You know, I guess nobody really likes doing arresting the homeless for sleeping in the park, speeding tickets, and people are acting like this is some amazing experiment. Oh, yeah, I guess we better talk about the macaque free zone. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people in macaque just moved into the city central police building. They cordoned it off, you know, and the two blocks around it, and now they're doing I don't know what. Probably drugs. Yeah, drugs, and if I had to guess, some sweet Zydeco music. You think your guy plays there? Well, he always starts at one end of the block, and then he heads off in that direction, so probably. I mean, you know what all this has got me thinking? Maybe some people are right, and having more black politicians would solve these problems. All right, look, I want to bounce off you, (laughs) but but you kind of handed me a bomb here. Like, I want to address you seriously, but but if I make a single wrong move here, it's going to blow up. I mean, you remember that Gefferlich water park incident, right? When some senator's kid got killed by a dangerous water slide because it turns out there's no regulations in our state on water slides and they don't have to be safe. Yeah, I remember. They advertised with us. Well, you know, you didn't want to say it in mixed company, but I think a lot of people were glad that it was a politician's kid that died because it meant that everything was going to be addressed right away and no one was going to look the other way. I mean... Yeah, okay, sure. They might have addressed it anyway. But these days, we just don't know, right? It does kind of feel like that sometimes, yeah. So every politician is some selfish, horrible monster. And the only way to get them to help anyone is to make them feel like they're helping themselves. So if you install a few black guys into some key positions, and then you wait, and somebody maims or kills one of their kids... Suddenly, influential and powerful people are going to be ramming through real reforms. I guess that's one way to think about it, you know, but... uh... No, I think it's the only way to view politics. You are never voting for a guy who is trying to help you. You're voting for a man who's going to help himself. And you hope that by chance, his benefits become your benefits. And and that's why we're never going to solve big issues like affordable health care or affordable education, because politicians are rich and unaffected by those things. And not only that, the pay gate benefits them in some ways. 
Well, I was going to say we do have politicians that are black, but then they just move into gated communities where they don't really have to deal with that kind of like personal threat to their family safety. Yes, and I guess the rich can afford to not be inconvenienced by the rest of the world. And all politicians do wind up rich eventually. So yeah, this falls apart when you realize they can insulate themselves. Yeah, I guess there does seem to be a bit of futility, doesn't there? Oh, hey, we got a caller. <sighs> Great. <sighs> They're probably mad. Isn't it time for a commercial? Well, unfortunately, we don't have a commercial right now. Oh, God. Yes, but we do have a commercial later. Well, shoot, take the call. Caller, are you angry? Hey, Caller, you're on the air with Radio Skyline. Yo, this is Zydeco Mike. Zydeco Mike? Like from the streets, the guy outside my apartment? Yeah, I guess you could say Zydeco Mike from the streets. I like that. Dude, I love your music. Well, thanks. I'm a big fan, too. Yeah, I listen to your show. Well, man, you guys can really play. I'm glad you called in. Thanks. You mind if I do a little self-promotion? Well, sure. I mean, normally we charge, but we're not doing any paid advertising now, so feel free to take a free slot. All right, don't mind if I do. My band's called the Buck Pound, and we actually play gigs all around the downtown area. Concerts, jazz lounges, that type of thing, but... When we don't have anything going on, sometimes we strap on some marching gear, and we just hit the streets. Well, that's really cool. You know, I would actually pay to see you guys. Y to be honest, I don't even get out much at the best of times, but I would go to a bar, and I'd sit in a dark corner, alone, being antisocial, just to listen to you. Well, hey, as long as you enjoy it, you know, I won't judge. Although, don't forget to tip the band. Yeah, I, well, I guess you judge if I don't tip the band. Yeah, yeah, we judge. So, so I take it you guys don't have a lot of gigs right now. Yeah, it's gotten real hard for a professional musician recently, but it's always hard, you know. You get in the arts because you love it. Is it scary playing out there with the riots? Meh, a little, but mostly not. See, the thing is, I think we help people calm down and stay in a good mood. Instead of getting rowdy and looking for trouble, they hang around where we are, clap their hands, stomp their feet, and have a good time. We take requests, draw everyone's attention. Do you go up to the Macaque Free Zone? Sometimes, but there's a bunch of competing musicians, and it's no good trying to play over everybody, so if you're late and you're mobile like we are, it's better just to march somewhere else. You throw open a case of money and people will pay you, though, so there's crowds there, and that's not a bad way to make extra cash. Is there anything interesting going on up there you think everyone ought to know about? In practical terms, I mean, yes and no, it's all interesting, it's a big crowd and there's some entertainment, but I don't know about the long-term organization, I think it'll come down eventually. I think people are just trying to be a pain in the ass about leaving. I thought they were making demands about the police. Yeah, but not everyone's on the exact same page. There are some people who tell you it's a big deal, but personally I'm just in it for the music, so maybe I'm not one to talk. Speaking of, I gotta get back to it. Alright, Mike, thanks for calling in. So I'm thinking about that thing I did earlier where I voiced my opinion on politics, and I want to just cut all that. Just, just cut all of it. You know, it was stupid, and people are gonna think I was trying to help. Well, you know, the thing is, though, I always figure that, that it's a poverty thing. Like, if you want change, you gotta be able to influence people. But to influence people, you need money for advertising and also to get through to politicians. And this is why I think it's alarming they keep saying the middle class is shrinking. Because the more it shrinks, the less able anyone's gonna be able to afford politics. And I think the problems for everyone are gonna just snowball. When I told you to strike my previous comments from the record, I didn't mean I wanted to go more into it. 
Well, but, they, you know, these are the issues of the times, and they're frustrating, really, aren't they? Because we can put a thumb to so many general problems in the U.S. Healthcare, education, wage stagnation, generational poverty, which, if you ask me, is the real face of systemic racism because that's a system that keeps an underclass where it is. And I'll tell you, that's dangerous to anyone who slips between the cracks. It's, it's not going to just stay one race. Yet somehow, anytime things are brought up, we manage to circle around to asking if the problems really exist at all. And then a partisan divide is drawn where the battle becomes about proving rather than solving. And no matter which side is in power, you'll never really approach solving. You just get these arguments about proofs. Well, for some people, these problems don't exist. I mean, if Bob would provide us with good health care instead of the deductible-ridden garbage that we yeah, get. Yeah, but he doesn't. And, and so that means that that's a problem for us. And it's not a question of whether we have a problem. It's a matter of why. And then they've examined why. And there are suggestions on how to solve the problem. But then lobbyists step in, and they say they won't accept that solution, and we go right back to deflecting with questions of whether there even is a problem. And we're just not getting this in healthcare either. We've had race riots before, and they've examined those, and they proposed proactive solutions to solve the underlying issues, and then all those things get swept aside just for the next race riot. Yeah, well, fact is, you know, you're not really going to get justice from a mob or a riot. And I'm not saying the mob isn't justified, but I am saying it's not coordinated at the level that the entrenched powers are going to respect. You know, this politics stuff, it's like an ocean. And if you want to seriously navigate these waters, you need an ocean-worthy vessel. And then that vessel is going to need an ocean-worthy captain. And when a worthy man steps up, they kill him. Well, you know what I think is amazing? Here we are, you finally sharing some opinions in politics. God damn it. You've been saying we shouldn't for so long. Well, the whole dang world is making every effort to suck me into it. How do you feel about a pandemic, Myra? How do you feel about race riots? How do you feel about the government just getting stupider and stupider every day? What about mass unemployment? What do you think of those congressmen that were wearing scarves to show they care about the race riots? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Those scarves? No, I don't think they're going to be the thing. Shut up, you. I mean, at the end of the day, I can have as many opinions as I feel like, but the people who really make decisions are in their own little world where this is just an election opportunity. The plan is to make things work for the brand. And it feels like I'm getting emotional about a serial mascot because of that. I mean... It's a mascot that's going to choose how you pay taxes and where all that money goes. No! No, the mascot is just a cartoon, Hugh. It's just a happy-faced idiot to represent the brand. He doesn't do anything on his own. And they keep expanding the brand. So it reaches even small communities, so that community has to fight about the value of the brand instead of fixing their own little community problems. My opinion cannot solve these people. Yes, I'm angry in a lot of ways that are difficult to articulate, and I think a lot of things could be done much better. But at the end of the day, it is important to remember that when we talk to our politicians, we are addressing Tony the goddamn tiger. Well, we will get back to this, but first, we gotta promote someone else's brand. Yo! This is Slick Sam, and I've been hearing explosions and crowds outside and gunfire and everything, and I can draw only one conclusion. It's finally happened! The Mer people are attacking! Now here at Slick Sam's, I'm preparing for the worst and taking every possible precaution to avoid being dragged from my store and laid to rest in the murky depths of the ocean. I will accept refugees, 
but be aware that the front door is booby-trapped. I have dug a hole beneath the welcome mat, and within that hole is a collection of sharpened fence poles that will impale any man, woman, or fish stupid enough to attack directly. So please, do not break down my front door. Instead, approach the back of my building, knock three times, and announce you are seeking an amazing deal on a surplus of samurai helmets and samurai swords, which I have dug up from the back room and am willing to sell at a phenomenal discount to you that you just frankly won't see from any other weapons dealer. That's right, we here at 6AMs never get rid of all those swords. I've been using them as decoration for the basement, but as part of humanity's last hurrah against our dangerous waterborne foes, I will gladly mess up the feng shui provided by these phenomenal collector's items. Each of these swords is fit to slice through both hip bones of a man's waist in a single swing. And since fish have hollow bones, I imagine that that would be like two bisections of a fish man for the price of one sword swing. But what about your own life, you ask? Well, if you wear one of Slick Sam's samurai helmets, you can rest your mind easy knowing that your noggin is protected against any and all attacks from tridents, harpoons, piranha grenades, and every other primitive yet non-conventional form of warfare employed by the merpeople. And since I assume most of you are wearing armor made of salvaged rubber tires, I guarantee that these stainless steel helmets are better than anything you're wearing right now, and will not stain nor rust. You'll never be able to ask for better head protection until man rediscovers metallurgy. Again, that's Slick Sam's predicting the future of humanity. Come by any time. The bombs are keeping me awake. Slick Sam's. Poor guy. He's gonna get arrested. I hope he's not our last advertiser if they lock him up. I don't think those swords are really as good as he thinks they are. So anyway, Myra, was there anything else you wanted to add to the record regarding everything? You know I don't. My family has this Hatfield-McCoy thing going on, and now that I've said anything, I've either got to burn like 20 bridges, or go through the trouble of mending all of them. Either way, it's going to be agony. Well, you know, they're not the only ones keeping tabs. I've read the police are tracking social media and keeping notes about who's been badmouthing the cops. Well, great. That's great. Well, did we really badmouth the cops? We didn't express our support, which in today's political climate is treated as the same thing. I mean, we didn't explicitly support anyone. We mostly just ranted angrily. Well, then we're against everyone, and everybody hates us now. Well, at least we didn't offer any good solutions. Yes, I guess that we can rest easy. The silver lining is that we didn't do anything useful, and so when we're shunned by the whole community, they won't have lost a thing. And maybe it's all for the best. But, shunned or not, it's time to end our show. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Radio Skyline. Shoot for the skies.